Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 177. 176. <laughs> You're always like one ahead. Okay, I'm going to stop that from now you're on. You're living in the future. Whatever you think it is, like the next time, like next episode, whenever your brain goes to whatever you think it is, go Subtract one back. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. one back. I'm going to try it next time. Of course, of course. Yeah. It's uh, for this. At this point, it's like been been like a half a year of uh, <laughs> of being wrong, <laughs> of being wrong, of you being one off. So at, I would like to see the pendulum swing back the other way at some point. Chris. That would be nice. This week on the show, we are reviewing Destiny. Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron. It's the new expansion for Destiny. We uh, bought it this week and played it, played through the campaign. We have uh, started on some of the quests. We've found some of the secrets. The new raid comes out Friday, but we're going to go ahead and release a verdict for this. That's true. Because we feel like we can. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, Chris... I, do you want how, how do you want to go about the, uh, the the story of how we came to uh, t- to to own and play through Destiny: Rise of yeah, Iron? Would you was... like to go into that now, or would you like to go into that later? Because there's a story there. We can we can go into it now. Okay. So, Chris, what I've been up to this week? <laughs> <laughs> there was a substantial amount of time prior to Tuesday that I spent investigating Rise of Iron to decide if I wanted to buy it or not. Yeah. So did I. That was a, like a wild time, man. So we were talking about it. Um, we first started talking about it maybe on what, like Saturday? Yeah. Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, at one point, like last week or something like that, I think it was like, I think it was whenever we recorded the podcast last week. I mentioned, oh, and we've got Destiny Rise of Iron next week. And you were like, yeah, I'm thinking about skipping it. Mm-hmm. And it had never occurred to me. That that was on the table. That that was an option. <laughs> I just thought I was forced to buy it. <laughs> I mean, I just thought that uh, that Bungie was just going to withdraw the money from my bank account yeah. and hand me a game. You know, um, <laughs> where, where, whether I wanted to do it or not. <laughs> and download it to your console. <laughs> they just they not even like they down like they force it. They upload it to my console. They're just forcing it into my console. <laughs> it's just on my hard drive, pre-installed, whatever. It's been there all along. I just didn't ever notice it before. <laughs> it's like the uh, the War of the Worlds that reboot the uh, what is it the Tom Cruise reboot of War of the Worlds where they were here all along. It's just been installed on my hard drive the oh, whole time. Man, actually, it has John. <laughs> what it was. <gasps> that's it was it was in the update like that's. That's why right. I unlocked immediately whenever you downloaded the like kilobyte large key. <laughs> yeah. That was that was really funny too because like I expected I bought it and I expected oh it'll be another hour before I can open this thing and it was like nope you no, can open it now. All those expansions are part of the updates. Yeah, that's yeah. why there's a 15 gig update or whatever. Yeah, and that's wild. Like I, I also love that about the digital world and like having digital games and stuff. I love that because like even the Call of Duty, the most recent Call of Duty expansion or whatever. Yeah, I never chose to download it. I just logged in one day and I was like, I wonder if it's still on there or if I should initialize like initiate this download and then uh and it was just there. Yeah, and I was like okay cool yep i'm in yep that's great that, I, mean, I honestly like that that version of down well the, the place where it would stink is like if you say you didn't download the expansions and you keep getting these game updates that are like 15 <laughs> gigabytes and you're like why that's am right. i downloading so many huge well, expansions so that for, i'm not buying for example chris you know, uh, I, I uh, installed Halo 5 on my hard drive, yes. right? Yeah. And Halo 5, uh, it had 
it was like 50 gigs or something like that, right? Yeah. So the initial game, like 50 gigs or whatever. And so it includes the campaign and then the, the multiplayer suite. But then all of the additional DLC stuff just started downloading. But it was all free. It was all free, but it's like now it's just part of the game. Like it's a required update. Yeah. And so that game is over 100 gig of my hard drive at the moment. <coughs> and uh, that's a fifth of my hard drive. You're right there, Chris. I'm gonna die. You're still, uh, you're still working off, uh, working off some sort of a, a sickness. Yeah, it's just, it's the, just still the, the infection. The the grip, cold grip of death, is still holding on to me. It must be Siva, which is a Destiny Rise of Iron reference, mm. or Zika, or Zika. Let's hope it's not Zika. No. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. Whenever you mentioned this, Chris, back yeah. to the back to the story. Whenever you mentioned, "Hey, I'm thinking that maybe we don't do this," that threw my, like that shattered my world. It sent my <laughs> it sent my entire like what I thought was reality into yeah. a tailspin. Well, then we we spent way too much time talking about it. Oh, that's right, hours. Well, I mean, and I even like the the people that we game with. Uh, we have a we have a group conversation. We were doing polls. Yeah, I was doing polls where I was like, "Hey, who who's getting this?" And some people were like, "Nah, I'm not getting." Let me it. tell you, my other people were like, "Yeah, let's do this." Why I suggested it in the first place? Because I was like, I know Forza Horizon's coming out next week. That's true. This is true. Whenever Forza Horizon comes out, I'm going to do nothing but play that. This is true. I also had a large backlog of games. Still haven't. You speak the truth. And Rocket League's latest expansion. Like, we've just been all up in that. Preach it, brother. So I was like, do we really need Destiny in our lives right now? I know that we're going to buy it later. Yeah, yeah. Do I need it now? Then it came down to, mm-hmm. well, even if we weren't going to play it, yeah. what about the pre-order, ex- pre-order exclusives? That's true. I hate the fact that they incentivize you in this way, but yeah. they do. And Especially this- a game that's so wrapped up in in, in uh, digital hoarding. Yes. You know? <laughs> Where you just want all the things. Where I want all the colors of all the things as well. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a big conundrum that you find yourself in. It's true. And, we, and did a, we did a lot of debating, a lot of late night texts. Well, this is the thing I told you. We were both kind of playing off each other. That's true. I told you if you bought it, I'd get it. Yep. And then you told me basically the same thing. Yep. And it was like, oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> okay. We know that we're going to have fun playing this. Yep. However much, does it really matter? I don't know. It's true. But do we want to be so far behind everyone else? That's true. That we don't play it the first week. So I will I will go out there on a limb and say this was probably the most informed impulse purchase <laughs> I've ever made. Impulse purchase. It wasn't really impulse. We were planning on it since like earlier in the summer, but well, then right. we just had last second doubts. Yeah, and then like so I was literally sitting in front of the uh, in front of the like the the buy screen where it was like ah do I really want this thing and I was like I had my finger on the button and I was like I don't know I don't know and then <laughs> and then uh, our, our our friend Joel got on and he was playing it and he like invited me to a party and I was like, I get in the party. I'm like, how is this? And he's like, I've played the first mission and it's amazing. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. Uh, so like I said, is the most informed impulse buy uh, I've made. So, so we'll get into whether or not it pays off Chris later on in this episode. Okay. I'm just going to leave that, leave that little dangling thread right there. So what else have you been up to? Um, it's been a busy week. So we had, uh, I, there was a, over the weekend, um, I had the, uh, the mix coach experience weekend. And so, uh, a producer, uh, and mixer that I, that I work with, uh, like we, Wait, is uh, that a do- new hat? 
What was that? Yeah, it's the new hat for the for the John, weekend right here. I want one it's of those. It's great. It's a really nice hat, dude. Man. Are there any um, extras? It's pretty comfortable. I don't know. There might have been extras. Oh man. I uh, I know like so the uh, so so what that weekend was was it was a bunch of people from all across the world, from Sweden, from the Bahamas, from uh, all over the United States as well, and they came to Nashville to uh, to to be in the studio for two days. Oh yeah, I look two good. solid days. We did a day of tracking uh, with a bunch of session musicians from town, and then the next day we did a bunch of mixing and uh, and uh, some other mixers uh, from around town came in to talk and we we hung out and we they uh they learned a lot that sort of thing and uh and so anyway i had that this weekend and so there's a lot of hanging out with uh with people and and just like hanging out in a studio and stuff so it was some relatively long days so there wasn't a ton else that i did mm. other than that mm-hmm. played the more of the rocket league rumble update yeah. um I did have some issues with that one, by the way, really? uh, where like some frame rate stuff and stuff. stuff. Again? I need to disable... Here's the thing, Chris. Mm. I need to disable Cortana. Oh, man. This is an issue all in of itself. I've already done it. Because... Like every time, like it's it's basically a, a roll of the dice where it's like, okay, this could go really well and be really responsive and get me everything that I want. Whenever I say, "Hey Cortana, record that," or "Hey Cortana, take a screenshot," right? But then, I would say probably one time out of every ten, it just completely glitches out. Yeah. Where it'll like the frame rate will go down and it'll be just like on like it'll start making my console chug. And uh, and make it lag out a little bit, and like I've I've even come to the point where like on uh, the Rocket League matches where it'll disconnect me, <laughs> and then it'll continue happening until until Cortana can catch up and figure out what I said and and uh, and do whatever I, I told it to do. Um, so anyway, I needed to really really do that because it happened again on uh, on Destiny: Rise of Iron uh, the other night as well. So anyway, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's what I've been up to this week. Um, I'm pretty much caught up on season one of. Uh, I, I'm, I've got one episode left in season one of Supergirl. Um, that's the only other thing that I've been up to this week. I'm nice. just finishing that series out. Um, it's it's gotten better as it goes along. The Supergirl show, like if uh, if you watch the first few episodes, and you're like, ah, I don't know about this. Yeah, maybe if you like DC, if you like Supergirl, like comics, keep keep going. Um, it's worth it. So, anyway, what have you been up to this week? So, John, I have seen uh, two scary movies. What? Since I, I didn't talk about that other one, no, right? you didn't. Okay. It's it's uh, it's it's not right October yet, though. It isn't right October, but there are scary movies out, and um, I've been going with a couple of friends, James and Mark, and we've kind of like this is like an informal pact that we haven't made formal that we're going to go see all the scary movies this year. All of them? All of them. I mean, there's going to be quite a few, man. I mean, probably, but we'll we'll see how many we actually hit. There's already been some out, like, in the summertime. Are you going to rent those and watch those at some places, like, somebody's house? Uh, no. I mean, so, there's just, just the ones that are out, like, right oh, now until okay, so, through, okay. through October. I see. Yeah. I see. So it's not like you're going to get to the end of the year and I'm be like, I watch- saw every no. single scary movie that nope. came out this year. I don't, I don't need to do that. Um, but, but I've been in the mood for it, you know, much like whenever I was in the mood for... Uh, Alien Isolation back in the day, and I was like, I just really want to play it. That's right. And then I didn't like it. <laughs> you can check out that review. Um, <laughs> at StayTargetPodcast.com. It's one of Fultron's favorite games, I, I think. I mean, he's played it so much in the past, like, year or two years, however long it's been. Is it just because it's that? I mean, it's, it's a really long game. We discussed the fact well, that this game is long. Is it just because he keeps chipping away no, at no, it? No, no, no. He goes back time and time again to play it more and more, and he, I mean, he enjoys the, the frights, it seems like. I don't know. That's very strange, Chris. I don't know, man. See, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about scary things. I like them, but I really like them only like during a, sh- a short period of time, and mm. we are approaching that period of time, Chris. Okay. 
Like it's it's almost time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I went and saw Blair Witch, which is the follow up to uh, I think it came out in two thousand one or something like that. The first, the Blair Witch Project. I remember they're ignoring the second one. Oh, and then this is the third one, Book of Shadows or whatever is the second one. It's apparently terrible. I never saw it. Uh, the, um, if you're looking for some cheap scares, this will give it to you. Oh yeah. If you're looking for a lot of depth or innovation, this is not the movie for you, Chris. Mm. So you're saying that the cheap scares is that like a uh, 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 ticket price thing? Because I no. think that ticket prices have gone up. <laughs> no, it's expensive scares, but they're <laughs> cheap in that they're just jump scares. <laughs> uh, it's also like they're the most some, expensive. Like, I'm not cheap gonna lie. Scares. I was scared. I'll I'll, I'll I'll make a different determination in a second after I talk about the next one. The next okay. one, okay, uh, actually did come out. Like a little bit earlier uh, was "Don't Breathe" a ah, couple yeah, weeks ago. That's right. Well, did, well, didn't did you see it recently or did you see it? When no, it I saw that like literally out? two days ago. Oh, nice. Then I skipped out on a pre-screen passes I had for uh, something last night. Oh, I should have just gone to. What was it? Um, Deepwater Horizon. Oh, I really want to see that movie. I only just now saw a trailer for it, so I don't think their marketing has been very good. Uh, it hasn't, but it doesn't come out till next week. Oh, so I think they're they'll hit it. They're hard. ramping it up. Yeah, they're ramping it up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so. Um, so, so don't breathe. It is also scary. It doesn't have like the jump, same kind of jump scares. And what's crazy is so like, let me give you a little mini review on this thing. Number one this is super intense. Number two is definitely rated R for a reason. Oh boy. Uh, not just language or anything like that. And not just cause it's really scary. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's violent people, you know, bad things happen. I'll just say that. Horrifying things happen to you. Some bad things say. happen in both of them, but one of them, again, cheap scares. This one's more like legitimate <laughs> scares. <laughs> earned, earned scares. Uh, like there was this dude who snuck up behind me in the middle of it, and he yeah. scared me. What's great? So don't earned. breathe. You know, like the premise is these kids break into this guy's house. Uh, he's blind, and so um, there's another uh, movie that came out this year. That is on Netflix right now, and it almost has the exact same premise. Continue. Okay. Anyway, he's blind, and so um, he knows that there's a person in the house. This is just the very premise. So, like, he knows that there's a person, but he doesn't know how many people or anything else. And so it kind of just escalates from there where they're trying to not let him know where they are. And, like, it literally, like, he can hear them breathing. And so, like, what's crazy is a lot of the movie is very silent. And it just amps cool. up the tension. That's cool, man. <laughs> because everyone's just trying to be quiet, you know what I mean? Um, if you are squeamish in any way, do not watch this movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. I probably won't watch that movie. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, the crazy thing is, I think I was more scared for Blair Witch, even though they were cheaper scares. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just something about the jump scares that just get to me. And then I start like anticipating them around every corner. And so I'm just sitting there just frightened perpetually. The whole time. And then yeah. like whenever it doesn't happen, you're right. like, ah, it just makes right. it worse. Right. Better mm. movie in terms of like film, I think was Don't Breathe. Okay. But, you know, if you, you, you know, we'll see which, what's the scariest movie. Maybe I can, maybe I can hey. make the determination. What is the scariest movie in theaters this fall? I like at the it. end of all this. That's great. That's great. I can't find what I was looking for. Chris, okay. But the, there's a, there was a, I, I added it to my, uh, to my list cause there was a really intriguing thing kind of similar to that where I was like, Oh, there's an intruder, but you know, somebody turns the tables on him a little bit, you know, or something like that. <laughs> turns the and I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. So I, uh, anyway, by the way, hmm. 
there's a there's a game relating to to Netflix and its and 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 uh, its descriptions that I've been wanting to play. Whenever we have another guest on the on the show, we're gonna play a game okay. with Netflix, Chris. The I've also I, I've started playing uh, what is that Tumblestone? It was free like last month or something like that on Xbox One. You've been on a real puzzle kick recently. I have been. I've been playing a lot of puzzle games. Uh, definitely playing. Been playing some more uh, Pokemon Picross. Um, uh. Trying to think, there's there's definitely some other things. Have you so on Pokemon Picross? Did you end up like buying the the game basically? Like no, I haven't gotten that far. Well, so I bought the first few packs, and right now what I'm doing is I'm trying to make it into the next like area, mm-hmm. and I'm so I'm going back through all mm. the other levels and uh, 100%ing them so that I can earn. I forget what they call them, pick rights. Yeah, that's so right. That, so that you can get into the next level. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Kind of, it's just kind of a grind, but I'm having fun with it. So yeah, because like it's like you're under pressure. There's you have to use a certain kind of Pokemon. You have to do it under a five minute time limit, and so it's definitely it adds like layers to the puzzle. Yeah, where it's like, oh, how do I do it with? It's it's like achievements. I feel yeah. like you know, it, it scratches that that itch where it's like, oh, how do I how do I complete this task but with these like restrictions on yeah. them. Uh, watched Aladdin this weekend, the nice. Disney animated movie. I haven't seen that in forever, and man, I forgot how great that movie is. Man, oh man, Friend Like Me, one of my favorites. Friend Like Me, A Whole New World. Ah, so good. Like the like the, the like oh, one of the best yeah. villains. I feel like yeah, like Jafar is a great villain. Oh, and 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 he's hilarious too at the same and time. He and he returns eventually. Robin Williams, Mr. Robin Peace. Williams, man. Oh my god, oh man, so good, such a good movie. So, um. Yeah, and enjoyed that. Um, there is a hat hmm. that I, I uh, have been have been eyeballing that uh, a company called Who's It's What's It's uh, has has, and it is a genie hat. I'm gonna pull it up and show it to you. But continue speaking. Oh, I was I, just I gonna say, I played Rocket League with you, the new expansion. I think is that a bug on your ceiling? A spider? Oh, it might be. I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have to figure this out, but yeah. I'm gonna pull up this hat I'm first. Keep, keep an eye on it while you do that. Oh man, that's awesome! What? Yes, it's it's uh, blue genie colors. It says applause on it. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a spider. It looks like, it's isn't not it? A not a spider. It's like one of those creepy little uh, crawly things. Okay, good. Get yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's not a spider. That would have been frightening. Cause he's just crawling around up there. Jonathan just got him. He's, <laughs> I love the play-by-play. He's dead. The spider is no more. He oh, he's he's even flushing him down the toilet. This is dead serious. He's definitely not coming back. He's not swimming back. <laughs> not swimming back here anyway. Um. So uh, we played Rocket League and. Uh, I love the new mode. Like the thing is, like I almost so fun. you go back to the regular mode. You're like, this is so boring. <laughs> yeah, well, like <laughs> it's okay. Slow. So we went from it's three v three, the new mode. So three v three rumble, and then we went to four v four, which is called chaos mode or whatever. Yeah. And it just feels so like tame. Yeah, yeah. Chaos isn't really <laughs> chaos anymore because rumble, where you're losing these suction cups and grappling hooks and tornadoes and spikes and all this stuff, magnetic power beams, whatever okay. you call them. Here you go. Two questions. Yeah. Uh, and I'll wrap them into one. Okay. Your, what's your most favorite power up and your yeah. least favorite power up? Most favorite power up is uh, probably uh, this is not the one that I feel like is most effective. Oh boy! But I feel like my favorite one is the suction cup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, my least favorite is the tornado. That thing's useless. Yeah. So my least favorite 
is probably, and uh, like, be with me on this, it's actually the most effective one. Mm. My least favorite one is the spikes. Mm. And it's because I feel like it's there's no counter to it. Like, yeah. There's almost no counter to it. Um, and so it's just so overpowered. Like, it's, if you can, if you can get, like, if you're at halfway point, like, closer to their goal, you'll make it. You know, maybe. you get the spikes and it you It still make takes it. some finesse to get in. Take some skill. It takes like maybe a a full like rocket booster thing, so you can just take off into the air and do it. But uh, but like it's it's almost. I would say I've made it more than half the time whenever I use that that yeah. uh, power up. Yeah. Which is like there's no other power up in there that has that success rate. I feel like my most favorite is definitely the uh, the boxing glove. Because, oh yeah, yeah. Because you can cool. like jump up in the air and punch it into the goal and stuff. So I really enjoy that one a lot. It yeah. can be offensive, it can be defensive. It's got versatility. See, the thing is, I almost said that, but it's like my second favorite. It's got versatility, Chris. Oh, I feel like it, it's more it, like requires some skill. Like you actually are skilled sure. if you're able to punch this thing into the goal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when you're like, oh here it comes, here it comes, here, it comes. and then you you know pull yeah. the trigger on it. It's Most great. fun grappling hook. Oh, the grappling hook for sure. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, um, and so so. The, the, uh, this is what I'm thinking, John. And you okay. can tell me we can process this in real time. Oh boy! So I have all these uh, all these game clips I've been saving, and Ooh. they eventually just kind of like rotate off of your your right. game DVR or whatever. I've been thinking about downloading them and just putting them all on YouTube. I like it. I think that's a good idea. Should I put them on my own personal YouTube, or should I put them on the Stay on Target YouTube? Um, I'm fine with you putting them on whatever YouTube you want to put them on. I've got some compilations that I put together. Like I try to like uh, sometimes I'll just go through and be like before they expire. Like I'll go yeah. back almost all the way and uh, and before they before they like roll off of the uh, game DVR, I will uh, I will line up the ones that like fit. Where it's yeah. like oh here's all the kickoff goals or here's you know cool shots and here's all the saves or or yeah. here's all the the times whenever I set somebody else up and they took the goal, you know, and so those types of clips, and I'll put them together, you know, five at a time or something, and uh, export them. So I've got some of those we could put up as well, mm, where they're like that. they're like yeah. you know themed almost. So Just put them all on StayOnTargetPodcast.com. Wait, no, the YouTube, the YouTube, so YouTube.com/slash StayOnTargetPodcast. I like or it. StayOnTargetPod, something like that. Whichever something you can go to StayOnTargetPodcast.com yes. and find the link. Yeah, the correct link. We'll post. For a, that. We'll, po- we'll put a post there. That's correct. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was that was a little a little confusing there, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I mean, dude. I mean, that seems like a lot. It really wasn't. But like, I've been up. To, that's what I've been up to. All right, Chris. It's time for the news. The news. Let me get my news out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, first of yeah. all, this coming Tuesday. <gasps> Forza Horizon 3 comes out. Oh my goodness. We're super excited for it. I'm very excited about it. Um, something that, if you're going to get this game, yeah. something that you need to do. Okay. Everybody. Lay it on me. What you need to do if you've played any other previous Forza games, even if it was over a free weekend. Okay. You have Forza points, Forza reward points sitting in your Forza hub. And what, what this does is, so uh, they want to reward everyone who's like a fan of, of Forza. Oh, I'm a fan of Forza. So if you've played... Any game from Forza 1 onward, they've kept track of what you've done in that game. Like the achievements you've gotten, the miles you've driven, yeah. the uh, the number of cars you've purchased, yeah. all of those things. The DLC that you purchased, that sort of thing. And so if you, uh, the more you've played those things and the more that you've done in those games, the higher level you are, the higher tier level you are um, in Forza Hub. And so... 
Basically, what Forza Hub is, is every time a new game comes out to incentivize you to buy this other game because you've played all these others, yeah. they give you free stuff in the game. So they'll give you like a bunch of free credits to begin with, like 100,000 free credits at a certain tier. They'll give you a, a new car at another tier. So right now, I've, I, have, I don't usually play the Forza Motorsport stuff. The first Forza game that we played was Forza Motorsport 5 on a free weekend. Like mm. it was just free for like three days or whatever. Right. Um, I have points for that on my system. And then I played Forza Horizon 2 and I have points for that on my system i have points for the free or what what used to be a free expansion pack the forza uh fast and furious yeah i have points on there for that and uh and then also you can make points obviously in uh in forza 6 that sort of thing but i don't have any of those yet but anyway so just from the games that i played i'm up to tier 5 so that's five different cars and a lot of credits whenever i uh whenever i load up on tuesday and open that game i'll already have access to uh to five cars of course these aren't aren't exclusive cars so like you can buy these cars with the in-game currency um you're not locked out of anything i was kind of worried uh at a certain point whenever i saw a car was like a tier 8 reward yeah. and i was like oh my goodness am i going to be locked out from my favorite car from forza horizon too and it was like no 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 you can still purchase it all in game with the in-game currency but the people who are at these higher level tiers they'll just start with the car you know they just have it in their in their garage to begin with which is which is very cool that's cool anyway so load up forza hub on your xbox and uh go from there or you can log, log in on your phone or pc or something like that if you uh, are playing it on windows so chris what is the next news item rocket league has a new expansion been announced didn't we just come out with one we did but did, rocket league's awesome it this one has to cost money doesn't nope, it definitely free oh my gosh it's called aquadome and it's under the sea <laughs> and uh it's this uh and they have like themed it kind of like uh bioshock like the letters are kind of bioshock you get two cars that Twenty thousand available under to buy the, the cars are, do cost money Okay. $1.99 a piece. Oh, that's not bad. They're, I mean, they're whatever. There's one that's that great. I like that's actually like, it's a kind of a bulkier, bigger car. And I'm like, for the bulkier, bigger cars, like that's probably the best looking one that I've seen. Cool. So I'm probably going to get that one, pick that one up just so I have a bigger car with some bulk to it. I like it. But, Is it the one that looks like a like a, uh, a research submarine? Yeah. That one looks cool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So uh, pr- probably going to pick that up, but um, it's, it's a free update. It's coming in October. Yeah. We don't know when in October, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be... Awesome. What's amazing about this game, Chris, is that it's some of the best, like, it's probably some of the best money you can spend, like, as far as a game oh, yeah. goes. Like, I mean, 20, it's, like, what, 20 bucks? Like, even at full price. And you can buy it on sale, like, for various sales. Like, you can catch it in a, on a good time. Um, but it's, like, they keep putting out free content for this. They keep changing new modes, and this is this is a standard map. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be it's gonna be in all the, ro- in the rotation. But it's, like, dude... The value here, yeah. And the the thing is, like with the DLC and stuff like that, like I I purchased uh, I think two cars and um and a, you know a bunch of keys for the uh, for the crates, yeah. And I'm I'm good with that. Like I'm happy to spend that money mm-hmm. because there's all this free content, and I know that it's gonna be going like a game that that goes into the future that I'll be playing for probably another like year or so. For sure, man. Yeah, it's, it's super robust now. Has a ton of content. Definitely worth the money and. I th- like the, the I love developers that keep their community going and don't continually like you know so there, there's one thing like we had this big debate on whether or not we um pick up the next expansion in Destiny because it's a $30 expansion. That's right. It's not even 15 or 20, it's $30. Taking King of I guess was 40, so like it's a little less than that, but you know what I mean. Whereas all these are s- s- free. I've spent a ton of time with this game mm-hmm. and I'll go ahead and 
you know, give them money for these cars that they release and the, uh, the like, what do they call them? The, the, like, loot chests kind of thing. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the crate keys or yeah. whatever it is. So, like, I mean, I'll give them money because it's, it, they're, they're giving you stuff. Like, it's, it's just a different way of looking at game development. And, uh, I'm not saying free to play is the way to go. Definitely not. But being able to update your game with free content along the way. Right. Oh, man, that just earns you nothing but goodwill from your fan fan base. I agree. And things like, you know, like in Destiny right now, you know, the reason Fultron's not playing is because he'd have to upgrade first to the Taken King and then to the new uh, the new DLC, yeah. Rise of Iron. So, like, it's, it's about a $60 investment because he needs to buy the whole thing. So Yeah, it's... it's you You... You basically fracture the uh, the install base whenever you require certain yeah. elements, and then have another requirement on top of that. So it's not only um, one buy; it's two buys, sometimes three buys. You know, and I think that we had a we had a, a listener last year um, in the same situation. They asked about, hey, is there any on Twitter? They asked about, hey, is there any way to buy uh, to buy just the Taken King? You know, I was like, no, you have to buy not only the Taken King, you have to buy the previous two expansions as well as Vanilla Destiny. So they had Vanilla Destiny, like the original uh, Destiny, but they didn't have the two expansions and they wanted to just get the Taken King and you couldn't do that. Like there was no way for you to possibly do that. Um, you had to buy all of it. And so, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, the way that Rocket League is handling all this with the free updates and again they just released a massive update in uh in september and we're talking october you're going to get a whole new map and to play this on and it's like that's amazing that just feels really cool so um yeah more power to him man next piece of news we have two pieces of news that are movie news so first of all um this is from variety star wars rogue one not expected to do force awakens business disney's ceo says Iger. Iger. Nice. Uh, so Disney chief Bob Iger said he just met with Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy to map out Star Wars movies from 2021 and beyond, signaling that the studio is plunging ahead with plans to keep developing the cinematic universe created by George Lucas. I don't know why they wouldn't. That's not a surprise. To that end. <laughs> no, no, man. We went all, through all this work, the novels, the, the comics. We're just going to box it all up, close it down. Yep. Shut it down. <laughs> to that end, the studio has already announced two more planned movie sequels to its series of films centered on the Skywalker clan, that's eight and nine, duh, as well as spinoffs about a plot to steal plans for the... This, this article is written to, like, I don't know, old people, maybe? <laughs> well, I mean, like, <laughs> people who have been living under a rock, you know? Anyway. <laughs> you uh, just came up from your nuclear bunker, you know, from, from the past They've also years. found a writer for another spinoff expected to debut in 2020. Ooh. Ooh. Those films will hit theaters over the next four years. But Iger signaled to investors at a Goldman Sachs conference on Wednesday that Disney is looking beyond that date for ways to exploit the Jedi Knights, I don't like that word, and space adventurers that populate the fantasy film series. Hmm. Similar meetings are taking place at Marvel Films, the makers of hugely successful comic book movies, about what the studio will be doing next, or doing for the next decade. All right, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. I was waiting for this moment, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the Disney chief said he has recently seen a rough cut of Star Wars Rogue One, the first standalone film in the series. Quote, it's really interesting in terms of Star Wars storytelling. Star Wars has only been told as a saga, and this is a moment in time. We love what we've seen. End quote. What? I think he just shot Rogue One in the knee. That's what he did. What? I'm amped for this movie. Then Bob Iger comes along and says, oh, I just watched it. It's really interesting in terms of Star Wars story. What does that mean? Well, I don't even know. Okay, 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 okay. Let's just let's just back up for a second, Chris. Then he goes on to oh, say. Oh, no. 
He stresses that Rogue One, which unfolds before the next the first Star Wars, oh, is not oh, expected man. to match the box office returns of The Force Awakens. That picture racked up nearly 2.1 billion globally to become the third highest grossing film in history. Quote, we never felt it would do the level that Force Awakens did. But based on, oh, this is not end quote, then but based on the response to the trailers and posters, he said, quote, the level of interest in Rogue One is as high as it was for Force Awakens. Is it though? I think it is. Yes, I think it, yeah, I think it is because like everyone's freaking out about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Interest is high, but then he comes out and says, "Oh, this is a really interesting movie." Yeah, like okay, okay. Let me just let's now just, you're just not going to make enough money. Let's just back up, Mr. Here, Bob Chris. Iger. Let's just back up here. He's talking to investors in this conversation. Uh, Golden Sachs, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so so my thought is, I mean. I don't know. Like, it just seems like this is such a weird conversation to have yeah. with investors. Like, you're basically setting them up and, and being like, hey, listen, guys, this is this is not going to do as well as as, uh, as we did last year. You uh, know? Yeah. I feel like it's it's similar to whenever uh, Nintendo had to come out and, and remind everyone that they don't own Pokemon. And so Pokemon Go, they only got a small percentage of, like, that money. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, you need to set expectations for investors, but, I, like... Maybe. Say, it, like, it, it's, it seems backwards to say the interest level is, is at the same... Is the same as it was for Force Awakens, but it's not going to make as much money as Force Awakens. Now, that's probably true. That's probably true. 100% that's true. Like, I don't... You know, like, I, it, this isn't the first Star Wars movie in, you know new Star Wars movie in 10 years or whatever Correct. it is and all that kind of stuff. So, and continuing like the, with the original trilogy characters and yep. Han so, Solo. Like I definitely like when we saw that movie, how many times, you know, three or four times. Oh, a lot. Yeah. So like it, it I'm not going to go see Rogue One three or four times. No. I don't think. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, Two. yeah, even if you don't like, even if everyone who saw the force awakens sees Rogue One, but like they see it like one less time than they did in the theaters. Like yeah. last time, like last year. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, we we had this discussion. I think um, whenever they released the first trailer for Rogue One, we were like, "Oh, do we think this is going to do this do as well?" And it was like, "No, I don't think it's going to do as well." But it, I don't think it's going to do like substantially is, less. I don't think it's going to go like. I don't think it's going to cut it in half. He has officially though like tempered my expectations for this movie yeah, because I was it, I was like, "Man, this movie looks great. It's going to be so good." And then he says, "That's interesting." But like, what does Bob Iger really know? Like, what did he think of the Force Awakens on the first cut? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. What did but he tell like this, investors about this, that? This is a weird way to communicate it. It is. Uh, there I was feel a... like this is a non-story, though, in a lot of ways. No, it's not. Okay. Okay. I just, I just don't want to make. I, like I said, I don't know what Bob Iger thought of the uh, the Force Awakens. It doesn't matter what he thought. It matters what he thinks of Rogue One. No, okay. Rogue One has battled some bad publicity with reports claiming that the movie needed extensive reshoots. Felicity Jones stars in the film as a member of the Rebel Alliance tasked with stealing the blueprint for the Empire's floating fortress, the Death Star. The Disney chief talked up the film slate as evidence of the success of the company's decision to make fewer pictures in order to focus its resources around tentpole productions that have more global appeal and that lend themselves to toy lines and theme park rides. Iger seemed particularly excited about a sequel to Frozen that is in development, as well as a reboot, reboot of Spider-Man that Marvel will oversee in conjunction with Sony Pictures. Interesting. Then he talks a lot about ESPN. But Chris, it was an interesting film. Interesting film. It's an interesting film. Yeah, it's so it's such a weird... I don't want to walk out of the theater, John, and say, well, that was an interesting film. I'm trying to think of, like, if that's my reaction, like, what, what other movie have I had that specific reaction to? 
I can't I can't think of like not a good one. Not yeah, not one that I I, I ended up enjoying. No, like I ended up being like, oh, that was you know a great movie. Or, Maybe or, the last or my thing I saw that that happened. Um, I mean, hmm. I don't even know, man. Because it's always like, if it is interesting, it's not only interesting. Right. You know, it's always like, oh, it was really good, interesting. It's really you know, interesting it's like storytelling. Right. Like a Nolan film, I feel like you could qualify those as interesting movies, but they all, all, all of them, each and every one, has their own thing that's got going for it. It's like, well, yeah, you know, but if it's just interesting. It's an interesting movie. It's an interesting movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's so weird. Anyway. All right. So, uh, moving on. This is uh, another article from Variety. If I can get through it. There is a... It's uh, loading right now. It's loading? Yeah. Oh, 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 technology. Okay. So, Time Warner Chairman CEO Jeff Books, I don't know, told investors Wednesday that there is a, a little room for improvement in the creative execution of Warner Brothers DC Comics... Uh, I've got a skinny popcorn ad over my article. <laughs> I hate whenever it takes that long for it to add, like, or whenever you scroll down just a little bit, it yeah. all of a sudden screams in your face. There's a little room for improvement in the creative execution of Warner Brothers DC Comics movie slate, but he stressed that the two titles released to date have been financially successful and have achieved the larger strategic goal of reinvigorating classic DC characters for a new generation of moviegoers. Referencing the lukewarm critical response to this year's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, Books admitted during his QA at Goldman Sachs Investor Conference, the DC, quote, the DC Comics characters have a little more lightness in them than maybe what you saw in those movies. So we're thinking about that, end quote. He said the studio has enlisted DC Comics Entertainment President Jeff Johns and production guru John Berg to take a firm hand in guiding the upcoming DC releases, but he sees no reversal in Warner Brothers' ambitious plans for releasing a string of DC-branded tentpoles through 2020 with Wonder Woman and Justice League to come next year. Cool. Quote, the strategy worked. The execution did deliver what we wanted to do. We can do a little better on the creative. We're right on course or better with the plan. He said, citing Suicide Squad's legs at the box office. To date, the, the picture released in August has grabbed about $720 million at the global box office. Quote, the main thing was to launch DC and re reinvigorate it with the fan base. He said, the reboot of Batman with Ben Affleck and the role was a big success. He also noted that the fan reaction to actress Gal Gadot's debut as the Wonder Woman character in Batman vs. Superman has been positive. He also addressed the transformations... Oh, wait. They're talking about TNT and TBS now. I don't care. Boom. That's it. Cool, Basically, man. I mean, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Where, like, does it really matter what, you know, the critical reception of these movies was? No. Yeah. Well, I also think, like, we've always had the question where it's like, okay... If these things don't make money, whenever they stop making money, yeah, they'll stop they making movies. Yeah, they didn't make movies. money. Yeah, I right. mean, obviously. But it's obvious, like they they're making the money, you know. And even with uh, Suicide Squad, like it passed, uh, it passed Winter Soldier. Like yep. it's passed, a, like a lot of the Marvel Winter movies. Winter Soldier, you know what I mean? Uh, Civil War. Yeah, that's right. Right? Uh, no, I think it was Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Okay. It was Winter Soldier. Captain America: Winter Soldier. It passed that in the box office. Oh, that's not hard. No, that's not really that hard. But I mean, it's still you think like you think about like the success of these movies, yeah. and then how like how people are perceiving them, yeah. they don't really necessarily think of the success of, of you know, Suicide Squad as above Winter Soldier, you know? Wh whereas, but that's the reality, and that's what the that's what the investors are thinking, and that's what the heads of the studios are thinking. So, yeah. you know, and and I think about, we're about to hit the, the, uh, the next few movies that come out in the DC universe are going to be the ones that 
have been able to 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 react a little bit mm. more mm-hmm. since the fan reaction and the critical reception of Batman versus Superman, and since uh, Jeff Johns stepped in. Yeah, and I, I trust Jeff Johns implicitly. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, like, and and that's the thing. Like, he just launched the uh, the DC Comics like Rebirth, which is getting a lot of like really solid reviews. Yeah. Like, lots of people are liking it. And he knows he's bringing, what he's doing, man. Oh yeah, and he's bringing that level of uh, of of the reason Flash is a better show than Arrow. Oh yeah, arguably. Yeah, is because Jeff Johns had the hand in it whenever he they launched it. Right, and uh, and Supergirl as well. And so, yeah. like, I mean, you have you have these universes, um, you know, that that he has a, a hand in creating, and anything he touches, I really enjoy. Um, does it mean it can't can go wrong after he you know goes puts his puts his hands on it? Sure, it can go wrong. But <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, I'm just excited that he's in on these these movies, and we'll start seeing the results of this the the turnaround, I guess. Yeah. Because um, I'm thinking about the thinking. It's a big big ship, and it takes a long time to turn that that ship around. Oh, I forgot to talk about something I did. Was it ship related? It was. It was nautical themed. I watched the finest hours. Dude, what'd you think? Such a great movie, it's dude. It's a good movie, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think you talked it up enough on the podcast whenever you uh, you reviewed it. Yeah. Well, it's another one of those, like, you, you kind of have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. And it's, it's, got, it's, it's uh, definitely, like, a period movie, and I feel like, like, the, the period piece of it is really, like, that's one of the coolest things about it. Yeah. And, Chris Pine uh, does an amazing job. Oh, he does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one, man. Um, yeah. So, anyway, like, uh, DC movies, I'm super pumped about them. I think they'll do well, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they continue to do well. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Finest Hours. On Netflix, is that where you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Then everybody should watch it on Netflix. You should, you should watch everybody it. Everybody check it out. Check it There's out. It's really was, good. That's something I was going to talk about. Um, it's not like melt your face good, but it's good. It's good. Talking about, like, something came to mind. Whoa. And, like, I just, I, like, totally forgot about it now. Mm, sorry. Um, no, it's fine. That always sucks. By the way, I like that t-shirt. It's a Star Wars t-shirt. Thanks, man. It is. It's good. It's good. Like, yep. I got that vintage look. Yeah. Is it soft? It looks like it's, it's soft. It's very soft. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Like, I just, I mean, I could, I could fall asleep in this. Oh, it's like a, it's like a sleep shirt, man. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. I, I remember jarred it loose. <laughs> they, in addition to the upcoming Flash movie and Cyborg and all that mm. kind of stuff, Wonder Woman um Justice League they've now announced for sure it's happening standalone Harley Quinn movie. Nice. Yeah. Super pumped about that. I mean it's got to be necessary. Like, okay, so best Harley part of Quinn Suicide Squad. No, best part. And Harley Quinn like the popularity of that character rivals knows no bounds. Yeah, it rivals like Superman and Batman and I mean it's it, and Wonder Woman. I mean, it's, it, she's right up there with the with the big 3. Yeah. I, you mean, know? I think she's more popular than Wonder Woman. She probably I mean she might be more popular than Superman at this point. I don't know. Probably. It's possible. <laughs> it is. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. Everything is awesome. And everything is awesome. Yep. I love that the, talking about shirts uh, jarred loose this this memory. <laughs> I was also looking back at the page where I remembered it. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> I wanted to take credit for that, Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know. Sure, go ahead and take credit. Okay, in my mind, I took I, I was right. 100% responsible for okay. you remembering. I'm cool with it. <laughs> That's the news. All right, John. Destiny. Destiny, the rise of iron. The rise of iron. Let's uh, review this thing. All right, dude. Okay, so what a campaign. Oh we're just going to jump in. There's oh no. Boy. There's going to be spoilers. I'm sorry. We're just going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Like, if you ha- like Destiny, you'll like this. That's true. Go buy it and play it. If yeah. you fell off in year one, you'll like this. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. It's and- better than any expansion to date. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. The so, social space is better. Yes, the I'm social gonna, space is I'm going to continue amazing. interrupting you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. The, the social space is better. The campaign story is better. Heck yeah. The, the campaign story missions are cooler. Oh, yeah. A little bit shorter. A little bit shorter. I was going to point that out where it's like if you expect, like, so the Taken King was uh, was a two-night deal for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe one and a half night. No, it was two-night for me. For it was sure. like a one and a half, two-night thing. But then this was a one-night deal. Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll finish the campaign in a, in a couple hours unless you uh, start jumping up a mountain for an hour, which we'll talk about. Yes. But then, like, I was fully satisfied. Like, even though uh, I, I, I play, I've played through the story twice now, right? Yeah. And uh, with two different characters. And um, even though it's, it's like, it's literally like a one night sit down, you know, start to finish, you can do this storyline thing. Yeah. There's a lot of, to do after the fact, a lot that we, we yeah. hadn't. Just like hadn't, in Taken King. Right. And then, like, a bunch of missions open up and a bunch of strikes open up and a bunch of other things Your open Gallahorn. up. Exactly. And then, like, the, the, the main storyline, though, shorter. But man, it was packed to the brim with great moments. Oh, all the way through. Yeah, like every single time you're just like, "What? This is different. This is all, new." Every single one of these missions was better than any of the the base original missions. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I don't think I could go back and play that again. The base missions? Uh, it just sounds like a slog. So here's a fun fact, Chris. I was uh, before you got here today. Like I was waiting for you to to, to arrive. You were exchanging yeah. a vinyl um, oh, yeah. uh, at Grimey's here in yeah. town. Um, cause it had a scuff on it and that's yeah. not good whenever you have a uh, vinyl anyway. Um, so while I was waiting, I was doing some strike playlists, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is going to send me through all the old strikes and it's going to be boring yep. and it's going to be whatever. But dude, they've updated all of the strikes. Well, they updated some of them for Taken King. And then that's right. The other ones now are updated with this new expansion. Dude. And so the, the, what is it? The one with, um, Sepkis Prime. Yeah. Is now the new Sepkis. Sepkis Perfected. Yeah. And then um, there's one more that's updated for this expansion. I can't remember. Uh, right so they did the, uh, the what is it? The one down in the 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 moon, uh, the one with the big ogre at the end. Omnigal? No, the one with the big ogre at the end. Oh, what did they update with, oh, with that one? Uh, they updated how you get down there. Really? And like how like yeah how things spawn can, in. So and can like, you even play the old versions anymore? I think so, but these were on hard modes. So like oh, you can okay. if you go through and like the lower level, the lowest yeah. tier, that's going to be the normal stuff. Ah, I but see. then once you get up to like a certain level, it's like you don't need to run the old stuff anymore because yeah. it's, it's super low level and it's boring. Yeah, you know you put away your childish <laughs> things and uh, and you upgrade into these new strikes and it's, yeah. they're super fun. Like it was just enough of a difference. Um, there's even like they added a jumping puzzle to one one portion. And nice. I was like, this is really cool. That's cool. Very cool. I died on the jumping puzzle just to let you know. Yeah. So um, they've updated a lot of stuff. They've uh, they're reusing some of the areas on the Earth, but they've also opened up a whole other area called the. Plague. Wait, something. the plague lands? Plague lands. Yeah, yeah. And I thought you were uh, talking about Fellwinter's Peak for a second. I was like, ah. You can run. Lands. You can run bounties there and patrol missions and all that kind of stuff. Kind of like you could in the uh, whatever that other area was for Taken King, that yeah. big ship. Uh, so it's it's just as robust as I think is like definitely more robust than House of Wolves. Um, and. The dark below, it's it's more. I think it's more robust than that. Oh yeah, 
well, I mean, to not the point as robust where, as Taken King. Right. Well, to the point where, like, this new this new space, like, it integrates um, some elements of, like, the Prison of Elders. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, like, it integrates that and Iron the Banner. Court of uh, Court of Oryx. So it takes something that they did in the Taken King expansions, which is in the public area, in the public space. Yeah. You can uh, summon a horde mode, basically. It's a yeah. mini horde mode where it's like, oh, a five-minute horde mode style thing with a boss at the end. Yeah. And if you beat it, you get cool rewards, right? Yeah. They combine that idea with the Prison of Elders, where rather than it just being in, out in the open, you go into what seems to be um, a straight like copy of a Prison of Elders uh, room mm-hmm. um, from from that expansion, and uh, and do basically the horde mode in there. And if you die, you get kicked out of the room and you can't get back in. Nice. So you have to you have to go back in again. I mean, it's very cool. It's, I, I I like the fact that they've taken a lot of what they've learned. This is almost like the greatest hits of Destiny. Yeah. Where even the first mission, or the second mission, rather, um, that you do uh, in the, the story mission in, in this campaign, the new campaign, it takes you through a lot of the same pathway that you take on your first mission mm-hmm. ever yeah. whenever you initially spawn into Destiny. Like, so you start outside the wall and kind of go work your way inside, and it's like, it's completely different because yeah. there's uh, there's new enemies and there's just a wild thing going on story-wise. Um spoilers for all that we're just we already warned about that so yeah. there's like there the the new enemy has taken a big chunk out of the uh the cosmodrome and so rather than it being this really dark area it's got a, a lot of light you've got snipers up high you've got a bunch of enemies on down low it's all frozen yeah which is super cool um but yeah i mean like it just they take these these uh these things that we we knew and loved back then or knew and tolerated back then um and and basically turned them on their heads and did something cool with them did something new fresh yeah. yeah i really enjoyed the campaign like a lot a lot of like honestly new mechanics um yeah. with uh with the new enemy and like they you know even the the, the final mission you get this huge axe dude that, that you, final like, mission oh man the final mission is one of the best i've ever played in destiny like and it uh, some of the worst parts of destiny has always been the grinding that didn't really feel very grindy which was awesome yeah um for your i'm sure there will be some like within the strikes and in the the raid but still like it didn't like those are the that's that's you know one of the things I hated about Destiny by the end you know by the end of playing four hundred hours of this thing yeah in year um, one but like the thing is like you go back to it and it just feels so good to play and like this is the most fun I've had playing games in a while mm. because it's just like you get back together you just hang out and have yeah. fun like just goof off there's this mountain in the social space we spent an hour trying to climb that was awesome because everyone was trying to climb it and it's a jumping it puzzle the, and it's a jumping puzzle we made it to the top. There was like a uh, there was a dormant SIVA cluster, which is this virus that's taken over everything Ooh. up there, and uh, yeah, super cool stuff. I'm you know it, it's just it's hard to explain. You know, like it's like coming back to an old friend. It's weird the fact that this is three years old. Yeah, and and it, you come back to it, and it's like man, this feels fresh. Yeah, and new. Yeah, and I want to play this nonstop right. now. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like whenever uh, whenever I was thinking about and contemplating getting it, I was like. You know, oh well, Forza Horizon Three comes out in a week. But then I was like, but this entire week, I'm I can't think of anything besides Destiny. Yeah, at this if I was point. playing anything else, I'd be like, I wish I was playing Destiny. Right <laughs> exactly. Now. So like, why am I not? You know. Yeah. So I like, and that's the thing about this. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily gonna. If you didn't like uh, some of the expansions and things like that in Destiny, I wasn't too hot on the Taken King because it got grindy real right. fast. I mean, if you didn't like that stuff, you know, some of this you might not. You, you know, you might not want to dive back in. I mean, it might be a thing. I mean, it's just like it's to your taste. Whereas it's not. It's not not destiny. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is destiny, but it is, in my opinion, the 
best that Destiny has. It yeah, really is. Agreed. It really feels like this is the greatest hits of, of yeah, Destiny. If you liked Destiny, any part of Destiny at all, right. you'll enjoy this, at least through the campaign right. and into some of the quests. Um, something that was interesting. So I went through the first night with uh, with our friend Joel, and uh, and it was me and him. And it was really fun. And there, there were moments, uh, that last mission specifically, where it... I can't imagine playing that by myself. Like it, it was so much fun to play it with other people. And then yeah. even whenever, like whenever you were there, it's like you grab this hammer, but you use the hammer to take the shields out of these big bosses. Yep. And then everybody else has to like, uh, shoot them Yeah. while the shield is down. It goes back up. You have to relight the, the, the axe. the axe, catch it back on fire with these fire pits that are around and then come back around and take the shield out again. It's kind of like a raid almost. And that's what it felt like. And I just, I can't imagine what that would be like by myself. So I would say like, yeah. if you have friends like and oh yeah play it with friends and destiny has always been a, better as a social experience exactly and again that that was the element where i was like this mission is amazing like it's like this <laughs> is like if if this is the last mission that they have which i suspect it will be because they have the the destiny collection so you think like they're probably going to come out with destiny 2 sometime in the next year or so yeah you know year ish um i feel like this is like the punctuation at the end of uh, of Destiny, you yeah. know, the original Destiny's life cycle. I feel where it's like, like it's an exclamation point at the end. I it feel is. Like. Yeah. It, it feels like it's like this is the resounding, this is what Destiny is. Well, and at some point, like Destiny 2, they've already said like years ago that your character will carry on. I would yeah. assume a lot of your gear would carry on. Like it just kind yeah. of depends. Like I, I think eventually you'll leave some of that behind. But um, you would have to. Like this is, this is going to be... This is it. Like this is the swan song for Destiny as we know it, and like it's it is. It's one of those things where you're like, I've put so much time in this. Why would I not play this? Right. Why would I not experience the end? Right. Um, I know it's not. Is you know, there's no closure in in the story, at least not right now. Um, maybe there will be with the raid or something like that. Like how that ends. Maybe it'll there'll be a time of peace and we'll pick back up later or something. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, or maybe it'll be a big cliffhanger. Who it, knows? It could be. Could be any of that. Honestly, like I wouldn't put a pass and be a cliffhanger, uh, but I mean that's that's the beauty of this is yeah. that it's just kind of it's kind of like living kind of ever evolving game, and I uh, I really enjoy it. Like I don't think I'm gonna I'm definitely not gonna put another 400 hours into it or anything no. like that. But no. like I want to play the the new raid. Yeah. I want to like do all the new things. Like yeah, uh, SRL is supposed to be coming back, which was one of my favorite things about the Taken King last oh, yeah. year. Like that was one of my favorite game experiences of last year. So so much fun. Um, there's rumors that they will uh, revamp the old, um, the old raids to, uh, not only drop weapons that are up to level, but, um, adjust the difficulty. Yeah. So that things like the Vault of Glass are relevant again. Yeah. And so I think like if those, they kind of do those things over the next year, like that's a really good, like. That's a really good goodbye to a game that you spent a lot of time with. Oh, yeah. And that a lot of people have loved. Yeah, there's been frustrating moments. Yeah, it's gotten grindy before. Yeah, I've given up, you know, for months at a time. Right. But when you go back to it, it feels really, really good. This is the same game that you fell in love with, and um, it just feels like home. Yeah, I agree. So do you want to give this thing a score? Let's give it a score. All right, Chris, let's give it a score. What do you give this? I'm going to give Destiny Rise of Iron... A nine. That's right where I'm at as well, Chris. And the thing is, like, I don't even care if I don't experience the raid because what I've experienced so far yeah. has been has been so satisfying to me and exactly what I wanted. You know, exactly what mm-hmm. I would have like. I I never would have expected this. Like, I never would have expected how much fun it was yeah. and, and how much fun it is. But 
it's what I would want. Like if, yeah. if I were to say like, oh, here's the things that I want. I want great teamwork. I want a great story. I want really cool gear. I want it to be a understandable way to up level level up in things. It makes sense, you know, yeah. and and like this all this gives me all of those things. It's like it just checks all the boxes, yep. all the boxes. And so even if I don't ever play the raid, which comes out this weekend, and I really want to play the raid, even if I don't, I'm still satisfied with it, yep. and I'm still satisfied giving it a uh, giving it a really high score like that, you know. Yeah. So it's a fantastic game. Well, that's it for this week. Next week we're going to be reviewing Forza Horizon Three. We're reviewing it though. We are. Oh, why wouldn't we? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how. Uh, I mean. Forza Horizon you 2. You have to finish the whole game, John. I don't I don't think so. But no, as long as we're, I, I'm satisfied with where I'm at, I'll be able to give okay. it a score. All right. If not, we'll figure out something else. But I would like to, between the two of us, review, maybe we can bring a guest on or something. Oh, that plenty that of our, good. F- plenty of our former guests, yeah. our, our, our uh, guests on this show are going to be playing this game. This is true. So... We'll probably get, all together. Let's get some. Probably all together. All of us. All the other. Let's definitely get somebody on. Okay. Maybe we can get Icon. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. Now preemptively, just throw his name out there. <laughs> like it's like we haven't even checked schedules. We haven't even asked if it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, let's, try, let's we'll get somebody on cool. and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at least and probably review it. I'm into it. Is my hope. Um, so that's next week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. On Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And at Stay on Target Pod. I apologize for getting the the uh, episode up late last week. That was, was a shame, Chris. It was no, a shame. it was okay. It was fine. I forgot what day it was. I don't remember what day it was. All I know is I was in a studio and I was like, oh, I should make a Twitter post. And then <laughs> I went in there and I was like, where's the podcast? Yep, yep. That was, that was, so. that was, I love that voice. <laughs> where's the podcast? No, I can't even do it. <laughs> We sail without him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I'll do better this week. It'll go up right now. Well, you're, if you're listening to it, it's up, so it doesn't matter. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, uh, thanks for listening. Go to your favorite podcast service, review us, leave us a message, talk to us. We love to hear from you. Send us topics, hashtag stay on topic on tw- Twitter, and uh, we'll get those at stay on talk pod. Tweet at us with stay on topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on Target. Target.